Ladies and gentlemen, the man we welcome to the stage doesn't just speak because he wants to. He speaks because he was called to. Receiving life's messages is part of who he is, and spreading them is what he's meant to do. Without further ado, Wayne Looney. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here. I'm here now. And as always, I want to thank you for choosing to be here with me. Today, I'm going to get us started a little differently, if you don't mind. And I'm going to do that by starting off with a couple of questions that I really want you to think about. How often do you look in the mirror? And when you look in the mirror, what do you see? Now, the reason why I'm asking you those questions is because today I'm going to be talking about self-image and body image, and how the way that we view ourselves when we look in the mirror can be tainted by certain perspectives, and how those perspectives could be stopping us from seeing ourselves as we truly are, and from reaching our full potential. And I'm going to be using my own story and experience to do so. When I talk about self-image and body image, what I'm really talking about is how we view ourselves, and how we perceive ourselves, and where we believe we fit in in the world. That self-image and how we view ourselves is shaped by many, many things. Let's talk about society, right? Society plays a big role in how we see ourselves. The things that we see in magazines, the things that we see on TV shapes how we believe we should look. What about our parents? Our parents play a big role in how we view ourselves and where we believe we fit in in this world. But one of the biggest things that plays a role in how we see ourselves is our peers and how our peers perceive us and the things that our peers say to us, especially at a young age. And that perspective that we form about ourselves can turn into insecurities as an adult. And those insecurities can be the very things that are holding us back. And that was the case for me. My perspective and how I viewed myself, because it was shaped by all the things around me, whether that be peers, whether that be society, whether that be what I believe my parents' view of me was, turned into insecurities as an adult that held me back and held me back for a very, very long time. And today, for the very first time, I'm going to be opening up about some of those insecurities that I've talked to very, very few people about. Looking back at pictures of my younger self, to be completely honest, and I'm going to say this in the best way possible as not to offend my younger self, but to be completely honest, I was one of those kids that it took me just a little bit of time to grow into my looks. And that's me being completely fair, which is cool. I mean, it happens to the best of us. I'm not mad about it now. <laughs> However, because it did take me a little while to grow into certain features, I was teased and I was bullied as a kid. Anyone who's ever been bullied or anyone who's ever been teased about anything in their life knows that that can create a certain insecurity. And that can be on a very, very small scale. Maybe one time someone says something about your legs or they said something about your hands or they said something about your nose. That can be something that sticks with you and stays with you your entire life. And every time you look down at your legs or every time you look in the mirror and look at your nose, that can be an insecurity. And I believe each one of us has some type of insecurity created by some of the things that I mentioned, the magazines, the movies, the things you see on TV, our parents, the things that were said to us by our peers growing up. I believe we all have some type of insecurity. For some of us, that insecurity may be small and it may not impact our life very much. But for others, 
sometimes those insecurities really can be stopping us from reaching our full potential. And that was the case for me. I grew up with a lot of insecurities. I grew up asking myself whether or not my teeth were white enough, whether or not my smile was good looking enough, whether or not my teeth were straight enough, whether or not I was tall enough, whether or not my hands are big enough, whether or not my feet were big enough, whether or not I was handsome enough, or whether or not I could grow a full beard. I know that these things probably sound silly, but these are real insecurities that I know a lot of other men face especially as they transition out of adolescence and into puberty and then into adulthood. And for women, I know that they have to face a whole separate set of insecurities that they may go through related to their breast size or to their waist size or how tall they are or even how big their lower half is. Either way, it seems like each one of us goes through some sort of insecurities and some of us grow out of those. But for others, they become a persistent problem and a consistent obstacle that we face in our lives that stops us from being able to accept ourselves as we truly are. And for me, the biggest problem and the biggest insecurity that persisted in my life and continued to stop me from seeing myself and valuing myself as I should was my body image and how much value I placed on how my body looked. Like I mentioned before, I was the type of kid that it took me a little while to grow into my looks. You probably wouldn't be able to tell by looking at me now, but I was a pretty slender kid for the majority of my childhood, and I got teased a lot for being so skinny. I got teased by kids at my school and in my neighborhood. I also was teased, believe it or not, by people in my very own family. I remember that there were aunts and uncles that would make fun of me for being so skinny, and even my cousins would chime in. They would say things like skinny mini. They would say things like, man, you need to start eating more. You need to start doing push-ups. You need to start working out. You need to start putting more weight on. Man, you're nothing but skin and bones. Matter of fact, my very, very first fight that I got into was because I was being picked on and bullied for being so skinny. And I finally stood up for myself. Now, I know some people may have been able to brush some of these comments off and brush some of these things off and not allow it to affect their confidence. But for me, As I talked about before, I was a very sensitive kid, and these things really impacted and affected my self image and my body image and made me very, very insecure about my body. To be honest, it made me feel rejected. It made me feel like people didn't accept me for who I was. And with being insecure, what that created is it created this image or created this attitude of obsession with body image, and it made me compare my body to everyone else's. That other person could have been someone in my class or in my neighborhood or someone I played sports with, or it even could have been someone that I saw in a magazine or someone that I saw on TV. Either way, it created this attitude that my body wasn't good enough or that my body didn't look good enough. And it also created this attitude in me that, you know what, I'm going to prove those people wrong. I'm going to prove everyone wrong who's ever teased me, who's ever bullied me for being skinny, that I can get big and that I could get strong. I believe at the time, looking back, that that would not only stop the bullying, but I also believe that in my mind, I thought that it would help people accept me and that it would make me feel less insecure about my body. So at the age of around 10 or 11, I started doing push-ups and sit-ups every night because I believed it was going to make me big and it was going to make me strong and it was going to help me put on muscle. And I also started to eat more. Every single time I ate or had the opportunity to eat, I made sure that I did. And when I did, I made sure 
that I stuffed myself completely and that I stuffed myself until my stomach hurt. Now, I want you to really take the time to think about that. There I was, a small kid in third or fourth grade, working out and stuffing himself in an attempt to stop the bullying. Now, I want you to think about how many other kids have likely been in a very similar situation that couldn't do anything about what they were being bullied for. That could be a facial feature. That could even be a disability. And when you really think about it, it's just sad that kids or people in general have to go through things like that. But unfortunately, is a part of this life. And it's something that happened to me. Now, back to what I was saying about me eating a lot and me starting to do push-ups and sit-ups as a kid because I believed that that was going to help me get strong and it was going to help me put on muscle. And you know what? It did. By the time that I was in eighth grade, I was pretty filled out and I was stronger than a lot of kids in my class. However, that obsession with body image and that insecurity about my body never really went away. And as I transitioned into adulthood, that need to exercise and that need to eat a lot of food or to stuff myself until my stomach hurt eventually turned into unhealthy habits that caught up to me and only further damaged my self-esteem and my self-image and what I saw when I looked in the mirror. After I exited high school, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do, but I knew that I wanted to do something with fitness. And I remember one day at the grocery store, I picked up my very first copy of Muscle and Fitness. And I saw the guy in that cover of the magazine and I said, dang it, I really want to look like this guy. So I bought the magazine and I began flipping through the pages and I started following some of the diet plans that were in that magazine. And I started following some of the workouts and I began learning more about supplements and protein and creatine and pre-workout and post-workout. And I really got into bodybuilding. Eventually, that led me into becoming a personal trainer, which at the time was a dream of mine to get a job in the fitness industry. And as cool as it was to be a personal trainer and to be in the gym and to be in that environment and to be around fitness all day, it really only amplified my body image issues and my insecurities with my body. And that added additional pressure for me to maintain my body, for me to stay in shape, for me to be able to stick to an eating or a diet plan, because that's what I was asking my clients to do. So I damn well better be able to do it. You know, it's really interesting because the more pressure I put on myself to stick to a diet, to stick to an eating regimen, to stick to an exercise and a workout routine, the harder and harder it became for me to actually stick to it. And by this time, I hadn't realized it yet, but I had already developed an unhealthy relationship with food. And the more I tried to restrict myself or stop myself from eating things, the more and more I wanted them. And looking back at my childhood and all the eating that I had done and all the attempts that I had made to gain weight had led to an unhealthy habit of comfort eating, which meant every single time I got stressed, I wanted to eat or every time I felt uncomfortable or every time I felt anxiety, it made me want to eat. So even though I was in that personal training position, I may eat clean all day or at least when I was in front of some of the other trainers and then I would be stressed and I'd be wore out after a long day at the gym and then I would go home and binge eat. Then that binge eating would be followed by feelings of guilt and feelings of shame and feelings of unworthiness. And that became a cycle that I repeated over and over again, day after day, week after week, month after month. The more that I got caught up in this cycle, 
the stronger that those feelings of shame and guilt became. And the more that I felt those feelings and the stronger that they became, the more I ended up wanting to eat. Anyone who's ever struggled with stress or comfort eating knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's like the more you try to stop yourself from eating or the more you try to restrict yourself, the more stressed you become. So the more you end up eating. It's very similar to how a smoker may resort to a cigarette when they feel stressed or when they feel anxious. A comfort eater or a stress eater is always going to resort to food in those same situations. And it becomes an addiction. And it's an addiction that is very, very hard to break because you have to eat food to survive. And because your relationship with food is so unhealthy, it's like asking an alcoholic to have one drink but not get drunk or a smoker to have one cigarette and not smoke the whole pack. So it becomes a lifelong struggle. For most people, it's something that they never really learn how to break. For me, this cycle of restricted dieting and then binge eating is something that continued long after I stopped being a personal trainer. I would have these periods of several months where I was following a very, very strict and regimented exercise and meal plan five or six days a week. And during that time, I'd be getting compliments on my body. People would say, man, you look good. You look strong. You look really fit. And I would feel like I was on top of the world and that I could accomplish anything. But that would then be followed by periods of several months where I wouldn't be working out at all and I'd be binge eating or eating what I wanted. And during that time, the people closest to me would make comments about how much weight I had gained or how big my stomach had gotten or ask me, why did you stop working out? And that would be followed by feelings of guilt and feelings of shame and feeling of unworthiness, which would ultimately make me isolate myself because I felt like I had built a reputation of being this fit guy or being this guy who's always in shape or being this guy who was always disciplined with his eating. Anytime I got out of shape, I didn't want anyone to see me like that. I've missed so many opportunities, so many events, so many gatherings because I was beating myself up or embarrassed to show that I had gained weight. And you have to understand, that could be on a very, very small scale. Maybe I looked in the mirror and I saw that my face looked like it was carrying a little bit more weight, or that my pants didn't fit as good as they did maybe a month ago or two months ago. And these were likely differences in my body that most people wouldn't even notice when they saw me. However, that in itself would stop me. And I've canceled doctor's appointments. I've canceled getting together with friends. I've canceled or not went to family events all because of the shame or the guilt feeling that I carried or the embarrassment that I carried from maybe even five or 10 extra pounds. That's how damaged my perspective and self-esteem was. And that isolation would lead to further feelings of shame and of guilt and eventually would lead to a deeper and darker depression, which I suffered from a lot in my life. I know that there are so many more people out there just like me who have struggled with comfort eating or have struggled with stress eating or have struggled with maintaining a healthy exercise regimen and who struggle with body image and who struggle with isolating and beating themselves up when they can't stick to a diet. Listen, I've likely tried every single diet that you can think of. I've tried slow carb. I've tried low carb, high fat. I've tried paleo and eating whole foods. I've tried intermittent fasting and extended fasting, not eating for three days at a time. I've even tried eating chicken breast six times a day. And you know what? None of those diets work for me. 
at least not for the long term. Yes, I would be able to stick with them for a period of time. But as soon as I got tired of restricting myself and following the rules of that specific or trendy diet, I would slip right back into the same old binge eating and unhealthy behaviors. My body still shows the trauma of that. My weight has fluctuated so much in my life. I've been down to 160, 150 pounds, 170, 180, or sticking at 190 for a while and then moving up to 200 and then 205 and even all the way up to 250. Looking at my body today, I can see reminders everywhere of all of those ups and downs and body weight. When I look at the extra skin on my stomach or I look at the stretch marks on my shoulders or on my arms or on my legs, this is something that I struggled with for a very long time. And oh boy, did I struggle. I would ask myself questions like, why can't I just stick to a diet plan? Why can't I just stick to healthy eating? What makes me different from the people who are able to stick with a diet plan or who are able to keep up with a healthy lifestyle? What makes me different from the people who otherwise can maintain their body weight or who have been able to keep up with an exercise regimen? And for a long time, I didn't have answers to those questions and I didn't know what to do. It wasn't until I started asking myself questions like, why is it that you believe your body is supposed to look a certain way? Why is it that you believe you're supposed to eat a certain way or you're supposed to follow a specific diet plan? Why have you placed so much emphasis on how your body looks? And why do you beat yourself up anytime you eat something that you consider unhealthy? It was in these questions that I realized that the problem wasn't in any particular diet. It was in my programming around body image and what I believed my body should look like. And it was also in my relationship with food and when I turned to food and what I was using food for. It was this realization that helped me start the healing process. And it didn't happen overnight. It took me the past year of conscious and concerted effort working on letting go of some of those beliefs about body image and about eating, which meant I had to look deep and I had to look back and I had to learn to let go of what I believed the perfect body should look like or what I believed the perfect diet should be. I also had to work on finding other ways to process my emotions instead of turning to food to soothe them. The biggest thing that brought all of this together for me was that I had to learn how to accept myself for everything that I was instead of focusing on everything that I wasn't. And that meant that I had to acknowledge that a lot of the feelings that were coming up and a lot of the beliefs that I had around body had come from some of that conditioning and some of that programming and some of those comments that people had made to me, not only as a kid, but also as an adult. When I really was able to accept that and I really was able to understand that, it allowed me to create space in my life to focus on things that are really important to me. Do you know what's really important to me? Having enough energy to be a good father to my kids. Having enough energy to be a good husband to my wife. Having enough energy to be a good coach to my clients. That's what's important to me. Not fitting into a certain gene size or having six-pack abs. And it was that change in perspective that helped me create a lifestyle around eating and around exercise that would make me feel good enough or energized enough to be all of those things.
the first thing I did was I created a meal plan specifically for me. And this was based on all of my experiences with all those different diets. And instead of trying to create or fit into a diet that came out of a magazine or a trendy diet that everyone seemed to be following, I made a meal plan based on foods that I enjoy and foods that make me feel good. And I made up my own rules and my own boundaries. And guess what the biggest thing is? Anytime I eat something outside of that meal plan or outside of those boundaries, I no longer beat myself up for it. I take note of it and I think about what triggered that to happen. But now my focus is on celebrating the days that I did stick to my meal plan or celebrating the meals that fell within my meal plan instead of beating myself up or dwelling on the meals or days that I didn't. Another thing is I have become more aware of my emotions. So when I am feeling anxious or when I am feeling uncomfortable or when I am feeling frustrated, when those emotions do arise, I've learned how to acknowledge them and to ask myself, where are these emotions coming from? And I've learned how to deal with them instead of allowing them to turn into the urge to eat. And this is something that took me a little bit of practice to figure out. I realized that is part of my old programming and I'm able to stop myself, not 100% of the time, but most of the time. And the more that I've practiced it, the better I have become. The next thing I had to do was change my purpose for exercising. Instead of trying to do two or even three workouts a day to fit into a certain pant size or to look a certain way when I took my shirt off or for even trying to punish myself for food I had eaten the night before or the day before. I've changed my purpose of exercise to be more centered around flexibility, mobility, and performing better. And that has allowed my workouts to make me feel better and to make me feel more energized instead of feeling beat up or wore down. This was another component that fed into the things that were important to me. And it gave me more energy to be all of the things that I want to be for all the people I want to be it for, including myself. And you know what? I still make mistakes. I'm not perfect. And I still have setbacks. However, because I have changed these things in my life, I have now put myself in the position to be successful and to become the best version of myself. And I am now in the best position I've ever been in my relationship with food and in my relationship with exercise. That's it. That's my story. And I want you to use it as an example to look at your own life. And if you are a person who has struggled with stress eating or comfort eating or sticking to a diet and has had those ups and downs and fluctuations in your weight, I want you to really take a look at your life. And I want you to ask yourself, why do you believe you need to eat a certain way? Why do you believe you need to look a certain way? Does that come from conditioning in your family, from your peers, or from society? And then I want you to ask yourself, what is more important? Is looking the way that you believe people believe you should look more important? Or is feeling the way and doing the things you love more important? And if so, what do you need to do or what do you need to change in your life in order to make those things happen? And if you are a person who has never experimented with diet, but you know that your relationship with food is unhealthy, I want you to ask yourself, what is my relationship with food? Do I just eat because it's fun and because I like to surround activities around eating? Do I feel like I need to eat whenever I sit down to watch a movie or whenever I get together with friends? Or do I use food as a form of celebration? And I want you to really start becoming aware of when you eat and why you eat. 
That awareness alone will help you start to change your relationship with food for the better. And if you are a person who knows nothing about diet, but you want to start making healthier choices, then do a little bit of research. Find out about different types of diets. Take what you want from each one of those diets based on the foods that you like and the foods that you enjoy and make it work for you. Because ultimately, the best meal plan or the healthiest meal plan is the one that you can stick with and the one that works for you. And above all, and no matter what, make sure you continue to show compassion for yourself as you work to make those changes in your life. So that's all I have for you today, folks. I want to thank those who continue to listen this far. I hope you appreciate this message as much as I appreciate you. I hope everyone has had a fantastic 2021 so far, and I look forward to speaking to you really, really soon. So until then, know that I am sending positive energy your way. Thank you.